Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back. I hope you guys are enjoying, uh, no, oh, oh, man, can't even talk, damn. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying the beautiful weather that we got outside here right now. I just came back from checking a homie, I haven't seen this homie in a long time. Just got, I had a baby, just had a baby, beautiful boy. You know, that's just how life is, you know, we all just live into... See how our seeds grow. <laughs> in, a, in a sense, you get what I'm saying? Everything in life has to grow in a certain way. And, you know, having a child is part of the growth. Or at least my perspective, you know. Most of, um, most in all of my episodes, I'm going to tell you guys right now. If you're listening to this consecutively, you know, back to back or following the episodes as is. This is just my opinion. These are my my thoughts. These are my experiences. You know, shit that I went through. You know, some shit that some people can't even fucking say for me. You know, they say, oh, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles was there. Yeah, I think Charles is there. No, 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 trust me, Charles was there. You know, when things happen like that, oh, hold on, guys, you know. It's about that time. Before I get into all of this shit, we just got to keep it real and raw. I'm raw as it is right now. I'm fucking. I'm a little bit baked as fuck, you know. Checking my homie. But. You know, hold it. Hold it down for a second, guys. You know, take a minute. Take a minute to enjoy life as it is. Because this episode, I'm going to tell you about my first time. You know? My first fucking time. Hold it down. Hold that. I seen some things from like the six and six. The guy, or one of these guys, one of these fucking video guys, made a joke about you know when a Toronto man is about to start a story after you know he sparks the blood, pushes up his lip. You know what I'm saying? Seen? <laughs> Tell you the truth, hey, I didn't even get to Toronto until I was about 15. I originally grew up in Brampton. <laughs> Nowadays, everybody is like, oh, shit, Brampton. You're from Brampton, eh? Mm. Okay, okay there. You're from Brampton, eh, fam? Shit, that sucks. <laughs> you know, but back in the day, when I was growing up, when I was a little kid, you know, five between the ages of five and ten. No, you know what? Let me say from the ages from ten. Ten to about the time I was fourteen years old. It's great. My neighbor, you know, he was a good buddy of mine. We chilled almost every day. I had a basketball net. A pretty beautiful house, man. My auntie my auntie was a good woman. She worked for children's age, so you know, we were, she was helping kids in and out of the house. You know, lots of Lots of kids that come from homes where their parents are either drug addicts, convicts, you know, they can't support their child, they had a baby when they couldn't, whatever the case was, you know, my auntie got all those kids, you know, and I stuck around and I helped her, I helped her all, every day, man, every day, some babies would come in, 
11 years old, I'd be changing diapers, you know, making breakfast, eggs, scrambled eggs, porridge, you know, shit like that for this, for these kids at the age of 11. Not really realizing, you know, as a young boy that, that at that time that, you know, that probably could take a, take a toll or effect on somebody. But anyways, middle school happened. I wasn't, I wasn't the brightest kid. I didn't have a lot of friends, a lot of people I... I guess, you know, as a kid, I was lost. I could say that middle school, I was a lost kid. Didn't know where I fit in, what group I fit in. I tried music. I tried soccer. I tried basketball. Really loved football. I tried with the football guys, you know. And then when we got into high school now, grade nine, that's that's the big leagues. You know what I'm saying? That you have to make or break yourself. So I was going to a school called Fletcher's, you know. Fletcher's Meadow. Before going to the school for middle school, I knew that there was this girl named Keisha Shante. She was a famous singer or something going to the school. She went to that school. That's why I know that this thing was like a big deal. Whatever. Some of my buddies went to Mayfield, the art school. It is what it is. Grade 9, though. I didn't fit in anywhere. Trust me. <laughs> to be very honest, I was more of a player player. You know, I, I, I did not... Did not focus so much on school. I focused more on the pussy than I did school. <laughs> that shit got me in trouble, man. I remember this one time there was this guy. Alright, check this, check this. This one girl. And this buddy of mine, he's like, oh man, I really like this girl. Oh, she's so sweet, she's so nice. She's on my classes, this, that, the other. But at the time, like, I was going through my little artsy phase. He's like, yo, you, you can write, man. Like, you write poems really nice. Can you think you can find it? Can you, you know, write me a little something to put in her locker for her? I was like, fine, whatever. I wrote it. The girl wrote back. And he showed me what he, she wrote back. So I wrote another one back. But, you know, back in the back then, being a little kid like that, you know, fucking hormones going, pussy hungry. You know, you trying to find a girl. Whatever, I started falling for the girl because I'm writing these notes. I'm not, and I'm putting, I'm putting feelings into this shit. Whatever. And the story is, that, you know, me and this girl ended up kicking it. But he got mad. Want to fight me in a parking lot kind of thing. I went out there, scared of shit. I, didn't, I growing up, I didn't know how to fight. I got, I got beat. I got beatings. I knew how to defend myself. You know, put my arms over my head. Ah, mommy, don't, no, 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 I did that. <laughs> But, you know, when somebody's calling you out for a fight because you took their girl over a girl, you know, that shit, that's just whack. I went out there and I stood in the guy's face. He wants to tell me, oh, you know, I box. Hey, I'm a boxer, y'all. I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck that. You want to play me and this girl? Whatever the fuck he said. Uh, nothing happened. I'll tell you the end of the story of that. Nothing happened. I ended up chilling with the girl more often. And we became best friends. That was that, but... During that whole time, I was also still trying to fit in. So, you know, sometimes in grade nine, we would leave school on these half days. You know, we'd get out of school like 11 o'clock, 11.30, run up to a homie's house. You know, they would have basement jams. You know, you run up in a jam. They got music playing, people just burning, you know, fucking. It's lit. Back then, I didn't I didn't really fuck around with nobody like that. I didn't. And like if it, if it was me back then, I'd be easier to chill with. But those guys back then were like, "Yo, look at this, look at this light skin kind of white boy trying to be black wigger, whatever." 
you know, back in the 90s, that shit was real. Whatever, I got punked around a lot by these niggas. Some of these niggas that I went to school with that I probably check now, they, they would probably show me a little bit more respect now because fuck, I don't fuck around now. But anyways, back then. Uh, there was this one time I went to a party. I went to a jam. It was like 12 o'clock. And it was a different one though, you know. White guys. And you know, a mix, actually just a mix of crowd. Whatever. We're chilling and walking around the party. They had some alcohol out. So I said, okay, cool. Let me try a little rum and coke. That's what we drink. You know, Trinidadian style, whatever. Sipping on the rum and coke, feeling a little dizzy, whatever. But on, I'm like, yo, where's the fucking bathroom in this place? They said, downstairs. You'll find it downstairs. Go downstairs now. I'm looking for the bathroom. I walk into this room. And it's like, I'm tiny, like, underneath the staircase kind of thing. And I opened the door. I thought it was a bathroom. And it's like four guys in there and a table. I didn't see what was going on. They shut the door. They're like, close the shit. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know what I got myself into. Went to the bathroom. Came out. Door, that door that they were sitting was open. They're like, yo, 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 Charles, come here. Come here. Sit down. These are the football guys, grade 12s. You know, I try to fit in with them because my older brother at the time, Ryan, he, he was, you know, he played football with these guys, but Ryan didn't mess around with them like that. He, he was more into the tech kind of stuff. He was very good. He was a good boy. But anyways, man, the first time I took that fucking line, oh, buddy, I thought I was the motherfucking shit. I drank with those guys from 12 o'clock to about 3.30 Fucking just sniffing and drinking. Went back home. Cindy wasn't there. You know, everything was great, fine, perfect. Chilling, relaxing. And, you know, next thing you know, I come back. Cindy comes back in the house. Oh, shit. And you know what? Actually, let me rewind for a second because I forgot a part. Cindy, I, I left these guys' house. I get back to the house. The door's locked. All right, because I know she's not going to be home. Door's locked, whatever. Usually she'll leave it unlocked. But Ryan, my brother, you know, he's inside. The guy's fucking inside. Anyways, I'm all juiced out, fucking ripped, angry, banging on the door. I see the guy come down. I'm like, open the door. He doesn't want to open the door. Fine. You want to open the fucking door? I know my window's not locked. Climbed up the fucking window. Open my window. Boom, boom, boom. Inside, closed the door. Inside, took a shower, brushed my teeth, sat down, fucking banged out my homework. When I mean banged out my homework, I have never written so fast. Uh, I got a C. I'm pretty sure I got like a C or a D. Like, I failed whatever class that was. But anyway, I finished that. I'm standing around the house. Try to talk to Ryan. He don't want to talk to me. Whatever, fine. Walking around, walk, walking around. Six o'clock rolls around. I'm sitting in front of the TV now. Right, the woman comes upstairs, and fucking, I had long hair, long hair at the time. Woman comes upstairs and fucking grabs me by the hair, drags me all the way to my room, and flings me into my room. We got into the biggest fight, biggest fight. It's at a point where we're fighting. She grabs, and then I'm pretty sure it was like a hammer. She grabs the closest thing that was to her to try to hit me with it, you know. Fucking, we're scrapping around, pushing each other around. She walks away. She goes into her bathroom or whatever the case. She walks away. I'm fucking, I put my shirt, my jacket on. I put my shoes on. 
in my room and I start walking out my room and she comes and attacks me again. I push the woman to the floor. I tell you, man, when I'm, when I don't think you guys understand. When somebody has raised you for fucking 14 years of your life and you understand that and whatever issues have led up to that, you know, man, I'm standing over this woman. When I mean standing over her with my hands cocked up and in a fist looking at her. She's bold eyes looking at me and I'm ready to fucking clock her in her mouth because she's being so disrespectful. It's not the time to be doing this shit to me. And Ryan comes out of his room. Ryan looks at me and tries to come at me and I give him a quick one-two. Looking at her, looking at him. And I tell you, bro, I left, I literally left this house with a white tank top that was bloodstained. A uh, red jacket. <clears throat> a pair of whatever jeans I was wearing ripped up, torn up. Uh, my fucking air forces that I had that had blood stains all over them because my fucking face was mangled from her hitting me, you know, six, seven o'clock in the evening time, you know, at the time, like, the sun's going down, I'm pretty sure it was nice and warm outside, close, close to probably end of March, March break, whatever time, right, I, you don't understand, man, the fucking rage, the anger I was feeling, just like, but at the time, it didn't click to me that it was drugs. It just clicked that this woman put me in this situation. I am angry. She shouldn't be attacking me like this. Fuck her, you know, kind of thing. Like, I didn't I didn't take it in it was the drugs. Because after that, I left. And I went back to the same fucking party. You know? I didn't know where to go. I just got kicked out of my house, beaten up. I just beat up my auntie, whatever the case. And where the fuck... Where the fuck is a 14-year-old 14, 14 boy going to go? You know, at the time when I was thinking, I think I uh, I didn't have a phone. You know, I had a cell phone. I had it taken away from me because I racked up a fucking $800 bill calling, calling bitches in fucking Montreal, man. I tell you. Anyways, I left this house and I'm walking down the street passing Cassie Campbell, the fucking uh, rec center there. I'm looking at people. People are like, yo, are you okay? You good? I'm not good. I'm good. Don't fucking talk to me. I'm good. <clears throat> Somebody who knew my cousin who lived up the street came and checked me. I'm like, yo, do you know where my cousin is? Like, he's not home. He said he was down by the party. I'm looking for him. He's not out here by Cassie. Like, you know, everybody's trying to ask me if I'm all right. I'm like, oh, I'm blessed. I just, I need to get a hold of my dad. I got to get the fuck out of here. Um, Get to this party now. I find somebody with a phone. They pan me a spliff. Take two puffs of this thing. I thought it was a cigarette. Cough my fucking brains out. Nose is bleeding. Wash my face up in their bathroom. Call my my old man. My old man's fucking working at the time. He worked the job at Kelsey's as a head chef. And if you worked in a kitchen, like you can't just. I mean, like, you can, but you can't just get up and leave in the middle of a rush. You know what I mean? And I call this guy up. I tell this guy, this is this is the situation. This is where I am. This is where you can pick me up. I have no clothes. I got nothing with me. I have nothing. She kicked me out of the house. You know what I mean? Mind you, while I'm on this phone call, I'm fucked up. Fucked up, you know. Man, my old man comes, he picks me up on a park bench by Cassie Campbell. Very long 
hour and 20 minute ride from Brampton to Victoria Park in Ellesmere. You know, in that ride, you know, I, I, I don't know why. And the, and the thing is, it's because I was, it, because I was a kid. It's 14 years old. I just lost my grandmother. My aunt, she doesn't want to deal with me in a certain way. She says I'm a problem. My dad was incarcerated. He just got out of jail. And I never met my mother for the first time ever. I've never met her. At that point in time, and when I was 14 years old, I've never met my mother. And when I say that, you, you guys need to understand like what I mean. I've never met her. There was this one point where my auntie brought me to a Tim Hortons. She said this lady was my mother. Ran up to her and I said, hey, I'm Charles. I'm Charles. I'm Charlie, you know. She said, get away from me. You don't, I don't know you. You know my kid. From that day on, I, I said, I don't know my mom. I don't ever want to know her. <coughs> we'll get into that stuff later. But, you know, on this ride up, I'm just sitting there. Dozing in and out because it smelled like alcohol. My dad asked me, he's like, are you drinking? I tell him, yeah. And he's like, are you smoking? I said, I don't like smoking weed because, you know, every time he came over to air quotations, discipline me. They say, you know, my old man says, like, most of the times that he came down, it was just, it just happened to be that when he came down is whenever I acted out. You know, whenever I did something wrong, either skated out to fucking square one, was out there until 12 o'clock in the night at 10 years old, like, shit like that. You know, I got beat for, you know. Calling her my grandma a fucking bitch because I closed the door on her hand. She cursed at me. I cursed her back. Whatever. You know, I got beat for that. You know, we, anyways, we're on this ride up. Sets me up. I sleep for the night. Thinking, you know, back then, I was thinking, like, okay, you know, whatever. We got into a fight. It's going to cool off. We're going to go back to the house the next day. We're going to go talk about what happened. You know. Hold on. I, I got to take a minute and hit this because this shit's just getting too hard. Tell me how. Next day, no. We go down there, try to resolve the situation. My old man has called her multiple times over the night, try to talk to her and whatnot. Man, you understand how hurtful it is to pull up to your house, your home, where you live, where you've lived for 14 years of your life, 15 years of your life, whatever. And... Your shit's packed in garbage bags. That's sitting outside the porch of your house. Man, I tried knocking on that door. I tried ringing the doorbell. She came up to the window to see who it was. Gave me a stank face. And fucking walked away. Locked her door. Turned off her lights. And I tell you, I put my fucking garbage bags of clothes in my dad's car. My heart fucking broke, man. I, you don't understand, you know. When you hear that <clears throat> you're a product of something, you know, when they claim that you're a product of a ghetto society, you were breeded between a black and a white woman, and now you're a mixed child, you're white, 
coming from a black home, you know, and you just got kicked out of your house. You, people done discriminated you at school and, and, you know, teased you about your brother or this, that. You're, you're not from there. You're adopted, whatever the case was. All this shit's running through my head. You know, but, and uh, also, like, I'm still, this is the second day that I'm coming down from the coke. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm depressed. But at the time, 14 years of age, you don't really know that it's that, you know. You don't know that it's, that was the reason and that was the thing that caused that episode. You know. Back then, uh, nobody has ever took me to a doctor to really mentally check to see if I had any disorders. They just said I was acting out. That's the biggest thing in our family is just... Oh, no, Charles is just acting out. Charles climbed a tree because he's acting out, you know. <laughs> Let behold, this whole time, who, who would have thought it's either I was already, I should have been already diagnosed with bipolar, depression, or anger, anger disabilities at the time, but nothing was done. The only thing that was done was, all right, boy, you've been kicked out of your house. You got to support yourself. I got you a job. You got to wake up every day, Monday to Friday, and be at Kelsey's for 8 o'clock in the morning to start prepping for work. What 15, 16-year-old boy wants to do that shit? All right, yeah, okay, fine. I'm getting money. I'm making money. The money was nice. It was great. You know, time, the times that I got money, like I was getting money to spend, it would be on packs of cigarettes, you know, I got into smoking weed then, and you know I became pretty much like a kitchen boy. You know, and I'm running really through this pretty fast. This is between the ages of now, uh, fifteen and seventeen. Finishing high school, and mind you, through high school, all I did was smoke weed. In my last two years of high school, all I did was smoke fucking weed, man. Smoked a lot of weed, because. For some reason, I was looking for that high again. Couldn't I didn't know how to find it. I didn't know what it was. You know, nobody really told me. It's just at the time at that party, was, you know, come hit this. Did a couple of it. Felt fucking great. Felt like I was a fucking champ, you know what I'm saying? Any, I could do anything. God's sakes, I fucking scaled my 33 square thousand foot house. Two stars. <laughs> That's bitch. Sorry, sorry. This lady, this lady locked me out. I, I was Superman. I climbed that house, opened that window, like <laughs> Mission Impossible style. But, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. I was still looking for that fucking high smoking weed until you know, in the kitchen, it's easy when you're hanging around with a couple guys from the kitchen. It, you you tend to find what you're looking for. It took me a while. Yeah, my dad kind of stir, stirred me away from certain things, you know. My old my old man, I'm I'm like don't don't take this the wrong way, you know. My old man did what he had to do to survive, like any 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 other person would, you know. My old man did what he had to do. What I did, I you know same thing. We did what we had to do to survive at the time. And so, you know, different people. You met, you meet certain people. 
you're into certain things, you guys go hang out, have a couple beers. Man, I was illegally drinking in bars at the age of 17, 18 years old. Only because I was already hanging around with people who were 30, 40 years old. I had that mentality. I was drinking, smoking, coking, fucking, fucking bitches at the time. Like, you don't understand. 17 years old. 18 years old. So, I never did it consecutively back then. At that age, at that age, it was more whenever I could. You know, I, I, me and my old man, we fought. Man, when I mean we fought, we, there were times where our hands were not open, you know what I'm saying? You know, there were discussions that we sat down in parks and smoked spliffs and cried. You know, at those times, like, both of us, I, I couldn't tell my old man, like, you know, this is what I do. I love popping Molly. I love fucking going out drinking and sniffing coke. I don't know what to tell you, man. I couldn't tell him. Couldn't I couldn't tell him at the time. So when we sat at that park bench that one day, I, I won't forget this. We cried, man. I told the guy I was leaving. I don't want to live at his house in the bar. Cried for a bit. I'll tell you, this guy left me there at that apartment. And uh, we were still working together at Kelsey's. I was trying to find places. And, you know, I went to work that day, coked out. You know, the night before, or two nights before, I spent with this girl who you know, turned out to be the first mother of my child. But I'll get into that another time. But, you know, and a couple nights later, after being strung out, the old man wants to kick at me inside the store. Okay, and when I mean kick at me inside the store, first he's nudging little fucking dodge whatever comments because he's off early and I'm doing the split. He's out drinking on the patio. Getting angry because I want to leave his house. I don't want to live there. And I'm telling everybody this at the work, you know. At a time, you know, 18 years, I, I used to talk a lot. I used to say a lot of shit. You know, tell everybody what was going on inside the house and brought my, my problems from home to work because I thought work was like home. That's how they made it feel. Oh, this is like your another home. So why, at the time, why why can't a 17-year-old guy bring his problems to work? You're, you're, you're telling me you're here to listen to me, but then you're here to listen to me and then go run to my dad. Whatever the case was. So we kicked off in the restaurant. We fought over tables and chairs while it was open. Customers seen, whatever. I had to be sent home. I couldn't do my second shift. And the next thing you know, I get fired. And then the next thing you know, my dad says, you know, he starts fucking off a little bit. And he finds his new little girlfriend and we get evicted from our apartment. So, you know, at the time, he's 17, 18 years old. I don't know, 18 now, I guess. <clears throat> what am I going to do? So I checked the little check I was checking. You know what I'm saying? Yo, this is a situation I'm in. You know my old man. He's a fucking nut. She said, come over. Ran the pussy one time. Next time. You know, we're good. We're checking each other. She's helping me out. We're good. But the thing about her is she liked the same things I liked. We like to drink. And we like to get high. It's not a good combination. You know. 
So after a while, eventually I found like that, that first time that high you know, with her. So when I became drug love. You know, that's what that's what I would call it now, drug love. I mean, this girl, man, 18 years old, wasn't legal yet. She just turned legal. We'd be buying bottles and shit. We lived in a penthouse with her friend. You know, I thought everything was great. Until I found out, you know, she cheats on me. You know, the next story, back and forth, blah, 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 blah. I'm doing, I'm doing more coke. I'm drinking more. I'm doing more. I'm drinking more. I'm doing more. Because of all of these emotional fucking up and downs, up and downs. You know, there was no in between. <clears throat> and it just, you know, I could, I could always relate all, all up until we moved away from the city. I, I like that first time, man. We'll never forget it. Sitting in that little fucking under the stairs little closet room. Bang that out. And the next time, again and again and again, and just became more consistent. This was my, this was my runaway. I'm Superman on this shit. If I drink a little bit, I can drink more. You know. <clears throat> At the time, and and this this is what the next little prelude or I guess whatever you call it for the next episode is. It's how I managed, you know, how I managed to keep up my habit, because that shit ain't cheap. Nah, man. Just to give you some examples, some prices. If you going for a Cuban at the time it was four bills. That's you know, the higher you go, the cheaper it was. But that's seven grams. I was spending, I was spending money like that. Man. Me and her, oh fuck, we'd go through a lot of shit. I just wanna, and I just wanna say again, look, everything that I see on here is my experience. However, anybody takes this is however you take it. I'm just being raw, and I'm being sober, so, and I just want people to listen, because. It's not only just me out here doing this shit. It, you know, there's lots of us. A whole bunch of us that are in the same boat. You know, I guarantee you, you ask any one of these motherfuckers like me. I go to these meetings, stand up, hey, my name is so-and-so and I'm an addict. Well, we all do the same shit. We all remember our first fucking time. Oh, hell yeah, man. First time. Lit as a motherfucker. And then you always try to find again that first time. That'll always be to try to get that first time high, but you'll never reach it. And that's that's how you become an addict. You always want to get more and more and more and more and more. You, you, you want to experience the best thing that that thing that gives you. You know? If I drink this 40 tequila with this bitch, I know those panties are dropping one time. Snort the, t- snort the cocaine off her titties. Like, you know, be like Lil Wayne, pop star shit. You know, that, that the way that music influences young minds, and especially minds that haven't been diagnosed with proper mental or doctors and properly, you know, handled that way. Those minds are lost. You know, 
This is why we got artists out here dying. Because I guarantee you, if you ask, what's his name? Lucid Dreams. If you ask that nigga how his first time went, if he was still here, he would tell you. Everybody's got a story, and everybody has the beginning of that story. And nobody forgets the beginning of that story. You know what I'm saying? It just hurts. It just hurts to know that it could have all been avoided. If I had taken the proper steps or my auntie or the people around me had seen the way I was acting and seen that it was a cry for help or whatever the case was, you know. The <clears throat> all the stories you guys are gonna hear, all, all of the all of it could have been avoided if I didn't have that motherfucking first time. But hey. That's what it takes to be fucking raw. That's what it takes to be real. And that's what it takes to get over it. To reflect on the shit. And say you ain't gonna do that shit no more, man. And, and change your life. That's what that's all I re- that's what I hope for everybody out there. You know, you listen to this and you, you learn from my experience. You know what I'm saying? Keep it real out there, guys. Stay humble. COVID's a bitch. But it, we we can all get through this.